The name Avo Uvesian is legendary in the world of cigars. He was a musician by trade, a jazz pianist who decided he was going to make cigars. As one of the story goes, one of the stories, I'll do that in plural, he was playing piano and people where he was playing piano were buying cigars. So he said, I'll just put some cigars on the piano and I'll sell them myself and I'll get extra tips on the cigars. And that led to him being a cigar creator like few others. And his entire line, or that entire line, he has since passed away, is based on music and based on different styles of music or, or, or terminology in music. And this is the Avo Legato. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The Avo Legato is a 6x54, which means it's 6 inches long. tee Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And 54 is the ring gauge, the diameter of the cigar. So basically how thick the cigar is around. tee Again, with the laughter. So if it's a 64 ring gauge, that's a full one inch around. This is an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Dominican in the binder and filler, comes out of the Dominican. It's a pale brown. And sometimes that color turns people off. Oh no, you need a dark cigar in order for it to be a good cigar. Stop it. I don't know who told you that, but they lied to you. Your friend tell you that? Your friend's a liar. And that much is uh, for sure. Avo, part of that Davidoff world, an incredible, incredible construction to the cigar. This is a medium cigar in 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 this, uh, I shouldn't say in this shape, all, all the shapes they do would be a medium cigar. But what it is, a lot of flavor and a lot of different flavors than you used to. We have just lit this up. Fingers Malloy, where are you at? Wood. What? Wood. Yeah. Right away. I mean, as soon as we lit this, it's not overwhelming, but it is a very strong wood note. And that's all I'm getting at this point. But I also just paired it with uh, a French press coffee here at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis. And uh, I'm not getting any sweet notes yet. For me, it's just a very pleasant wood note. So the cedar on this is very real. That wood that you're experiencing is absolutely real. And that's right off the bat. You break it up into thirds. That's what you want to do. You get your notebook out. First things first, get your notebook out. As we are doing this, humid, hot day in Indianapolis, Indiana. Changes everything. What'd you eat that day? What'd you drink that day? That's all going to change your metabolism. The temperature out as well. I actually tried one of these for the first time about a week ago. If you follow us on Instagram, uh, it was an Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. On Instagram, you'll see my quick review of it. A little bit of salty tobacco. That cedar note. It is just absolutely fantastic, and I love those woods, the haze, the grasses that come from this. The wrapper, as I said, is that light brown. You'll notice, not oily. This is not oily at all. It doesn't feel dry. It feels perfectly humidified, but as opposed to some of those wrappers that have, you could feel the oil, you can feel the suedeness, not at all. This feels actually a bit dry. doesn't smoke that way at all. No, it doesn't, and you know, as you would expect, it's very well constructed. Uh, so far, I've got a nice even burn. A lot of pleasant smoke coming off of the stick. It's it's really, at this point, it's it's a very fine smoking experience. When I smoked it last week, the thing that struck me about this cigar and why I recommend it is that it lasted. Now, I admit I'm a faster smoker than most. I know this about myself. And if you find yourself and your cigar getting too hot and you're getting that kind of ammonia taste... You're smoking too fast. You're smoking too hot. Let things calm down. If the flavor changes, all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's bitter. I, I call it ammonia. What, what is this? You're smoking too hot. You got to slow it up. 
This went two hours for me. This is not a cigar normally that would go two hours for me. Not a chance in the world. But this one did. And it's got that nice little bit of spice on the mid-tongue. It's got a woodiness all the way throughout. And, and for me, it is a cedar. It is a pronounced flavor. But it means, for me, that this cigar will work all weather. On a humid day like this, this cigar works because it's not overpowering. On a brisk fall day, this cigar works. With your French press, this cigar works. And what we decided to pair this with is a rum. We'll get to the rum in a little bit. It works for all weather. And I got to tell you, you talk about the construction, it feels perfect in the hand. This is, it, it's, it's not too heavy. It's not too light. We use, sometimes use the term wiffle ball bat. Right, if, if it's a wiffle ball bat, it means like it's just it's it's not it's too light. It's not heavy enough. Not this. Everything about this feels very good. Now you talk about an experience smoking a cigar like this on the back deck or on a golf course. You think this would smoke well in a casino, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> We're heading to Vegas. <laughs> this is this is happening. Big cigar event going on in Vegas for retailers. We're going to meet with a lot of the uh, of the manufacturers, a lot of those growers. We're going to learn what's going on with the industry. We're going to bring all that to you. Uh, the YouTube channel is up. I forget. I forget even oh. how to get there. The YouTube channel is up. Just just search for Eat Drink Smoke. Boom. And it's there, and you can find it. Uh, we'll have them all up on the website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Will it smoke well in Vegas? The answer is yes, it'll smoke well in Vegas. But I think I'd go a little bit bigger mm. if, if, if I'm in Vegas because you're competing with so many other things like other smoke that's in the casino. <laughs> you know this firsthand? Were you, were you or were you not just in Vegas? Yes, for five days. And it was wonderful. And I smoked a cigar. I smoked two cigars in the casino. And I'll, I'll freely admit it was the first time I decided to smoke a cigar while I was gambling. And what a pleasant experience that was. And why is that? Because people saw me with a cigar. And believe it or not, there are some people who do not find cigars as pleasant as we do. That's and savagery. I, I don't understand it. They're fine with cigarette smoke. Yeah, exactly. Uh, while so, they have an oxygen tank next to them. So while I was playing a video poker, I found myself having a whole bank of video poker machines to myself for at least an hour and a half. Are you the kind of guy who will play three at once and be hitting no, a different things? No, I'm not things? that guy. No. Oh, I, I just play one, smoke a cigar, have a nice bourbon to sip on. Uh, a wonderful time. And it, I'm so looking forward to going to the trade show this weekend in Las Vegas, even though we're, we're hearing that it, it may be 118 degrees while we're out there. Ah, it's going to be nothing because inside it's going to be air-conditioned and beautiful. This tobacco is also uh, pretty interesting because this uh, filler and, and binder has been aged for a minimum of six years. So there's really a lot of work that has gone into this cigar. And the question, of course, is value. Is it in your humidor at $15 a stick? Fingers Malloy, is this in your humidor? Uh, so far, I mean, like you said, we're just in the first third. I'd have to say yes. This is a very pleasant smoke, and it's something that I feel like you could end the day with it, but I also feel like it's something that, you know, if you're going to have a morning cigar with a coffee, this would play well. You just need some time. You need some time to smoke this in the morning. Not This is not an Arturo Puente short story or something or a nub. And then right. you're going to do quick and easy in 35 minutes and you're out and, and you're done. You take your time with this. The Avo from the XO series, this is the Legato. And again, I think people might be turned off by the fact that it's this pale brown. Don't be. It's a good 
hearty in terms of size and in terms of feel, just right smoke. Well, at $15 a stick, is it in your humidor? Oh, most definitely. If I could still find boxes, because it's harder and harder to find. And it's not that it's, it's exclusive, like, uh, uh, your worthwhile tobacconist should have it. It's just, it's popular. Like, so many of those Avos are. The Lounge, for example, from Avo, is a cigar you can't find anymore. If someone can find me a box, I'll buy the box. I will send you the money via, via whatever the system is. And a Cougarans, I'll do it <laughs> and get that. No, the Avo from the XO series, the Legato, is what we are smoking. That cedar, that bit of spice, all working well, perfectly together. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow the Eat, Drink, Smoke show on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. So Joey Chestnut is a beast. The guy is a ridiculous freak of nature beast. You may know the name, but be like, wait, I I know that name. Who is Joey Chestnut? He's the guy who eats the hot dogs at Nathan's. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Joey Chestnut is a competitive eater. And where we are in Indianapolis, he's famous. He's here all the time. I think he's actually from the area, somewhere in Indiana. And he has a line of his own sauces that are actually quite delicious. Some are super spicy. The, the green hatch chili and jalapeno sauce is excellent. You should, you should try it if you can find it. He does work with, with a local steakhouse here called St. Elmo's, which is a famous, famous place. If you're in Indianapolis, you go to St. Elmo's. It's part... Of, of the rule. He goes uh, out to Coney Island, competes in the competition. He eats 76 hot dogs with the bun in 10 minutes. Fingers Malloy, could you do better? Uh, I could eat eight in 10 minutes. Oh, eight. I could do better than eight. Eight. I could do better than eight in 10 minutes. Why would you I want could, to? Though? I could. That's whoa, 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 whoa. We didn't say we wanted to. No part of me wants to do this. That's insane. It, if you've never watched it, by the way, ESPN totally booted the coverage. They had massive pro- oh lagging and all sorts of... Uh, it's like they've never used Zoom before. It was just miserable. Uh, it's, it's so disgusting how these guys work and operate. It's obscene. Uh, well, have you ever done any kind of eating challenge before? No. No, no. I'm a grown-up. Oh. Well, I've done one. Have you really? There's a local burger joint here in Indianapolis. The name escapes me. Uh, the experience was so bad, I forgot the name. <laughs> uh, for a birthday one year, I went there, and uh, if you, they have a, a burger. I believe it's 22 ounces. And if you eat one of those, they put a little Polaroid shot of you on the wall. And if you eat two, the photo gets bigger and bigger. And if you eat, I believe, five, they put a life-size <laughs> cutout of you on their wall. Uh, so I ate one. In 15 minutes, a 22-ounce burger. And how did you feel? Bun, I felt great uh, three minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> then, then you get the meat sweats that pour out of your forehead. And uh, this was my birthday. And uh, later on at night, people on social media saying, how are you celebrating your birthday? I'm like, uh, laying in bed in the fetal position because I ate a 22-ounce burger with the bun and all the toppings in 15 minutes. Joey Chestnut consumed 22,800 calories, 1,368 grams of fat, and 1,824 carbs. Now, not to be outdone, as you know, Fingers Malloy has the most awful diet in the history of mankind. It is impossible that he is still alive, and so we play America's favorite game, Fingers, What Did You Eat Today? 
And when he tells you, you will say, Fingers Malloy, how are you still alive? Well, I started off the morning with a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit uh, from McDonald's with an apple fritter and a hash brown. For lunch, I had... Stop. Stop. I just got to take that in. The apple fritter was necessary? Well, you got to chase it with something. You are not wrong. Uh, for lunch, I had a uh, sausage, uh, egg, and cheese McMuffin from McDonald's. Wait, so you simply changed out the bread component? Yes. Ate the same thing? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then I got a double-decker oatmeal pie for dessert for lunch with a, a, a Coke Zero, because who needs the empty calories? Uh, and then on my way over here, I stopped at a gas station because I was feeling a little drowsy. So I got a Monster Energy drink. <laughs> And then I looked. The gas station chili dogs look really good. So I had a gas station chili dog. You did not. Yes. Uh, you did not. Yeah, a gas station chili dog. And then this particular gas station also has uh, a pizza restaurant in it. I got breadsticks with it. So I got breadsticks, uh, the chili dog from uh, the gas station, and then a Monster Energy drink. I feel great. And now we ask, fingers for First of all, that all sounds so disgusting. How are you still alive? How? I did three pull-ups this morning. I feel fantastic. Getting yourself out of bed <laughs> does not constitute a pull-up. Your diet blows, blows my mind. It's not even possible. This brings us to one of our favorite sites, eatthis.com, because they always have the most clinically insane lists. And today's list... The worst breakfast habits for your waistline, according to dietitians. Are any of the things that I just ate on the list? I believe they're all the list. <laughs> it says, look at fingers. Don't do that. Here you go. Number one on the list, eating only simple carbohydrates. As they say it, just having a bagel in the morning, terrible for your weight. They used to have at McDonald's bagel sandwiches that were fantastic. So they would not qualify because it, they had steak, egg, and cheese in it. So that would be okay according to these dietitians. According to them, you'd be getting a little bit of protein. You you'd be fine. But just the plain bagel, you're not. Oh. Eating a sugary breakfast, which I assume includes an apple fritter. Yeah. By the way, is, is the, so you get the sausage, egg, and, and, and bacon uh, biscuit. With the apple fritter, mm -hmm. is that your version of the Travis Scott meal? I don't know what the Travis Scott meal is. Travis Scott, uh, the, the the rapper, the musician. Uh, he, he, this is what I order at McDonald's, and it's become this thing. Michael Jordan used to have one of these kind of meals in 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 Chicago, and then I forget who popularized it recently. And now people are like trying to make their own. And and BTS, uh, the K-pop group. Yeah. Uh, that's Korean pop for those of you who are not as hip as Fingers and, and myself and maybe have uh, read about it because we've never heard the music. Uh, they, they've got their own. So this is the Fingers meal, which you can get at McDonald's, which would be a fantastic sponsor of the Eat, Drink, Smoke radio show. It is the sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit mm -hmm. with a hash brown mm -hmm. and an apple fritter. Yes. That's a Fingers meal. That's, Order it by name. Yes. That's a power breakfast. If you send us a video... Of yourself ordering the fingers meal, we will send you a cigar. First five people who send us a video, we will send you a cigar. I, can, I don't know if I can find in five legatos, avo legatos, to send you. I will, I will send you an avo cigar. First five people who post a video to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke, ordering the fingers meal, and then eating said meal for breakfast. You got to show us the time. Boom. You get a cigar 
and the name of a cardiologist not too far away. <laughs> now, here's the best. They don't want you to eat simple carbohydrates. They don't want you to eat like a, sh a sugary uh, cereal for, for, for breakfast. And they don't want you to skip breakfast. Look, make up your minds, people. Right? Make up your mind. We can either eat terrible or not eat at all. And I'm, I'm wrong on both cases. That's the worst. Well, I mean, so many people have come out with the whole intermittent fasting being a good thing for you. So in a lot of people, when they do the intermittent fasting, obviously, they're skipping breakfast. Yeah, but it's so there's a different. Do you eat breakfast right when you wake up? No. Yeah, I can't do it either. I'm a good three hours before I eat food. Oh, I'm, I'm at least an hour and a half. I mean, I don't just walk downstairs and make breakfast. I got to drive to the place where I'm eating breakfast. Yeah, why don't you make breakfast at home? I get up so insanely early in the morning. I'm on the same schedule as you where I'm waking up at 4, 4.30 in the morning. At that point, I'm not thinking to myself, oh, I would really like to grab the skillet. Yeah, but you, 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 you might live longer. Yeah, but I apparently I can't have a sugary breakfast in the morning. Uh, I, I got to have some sort of protein. I can't skip breakfast. Uh well, according to them, you're having a little bit of protein, so you're yes. fine. See, I'm fine. Right. So I don't that, know what the big deal is. I, I honestly, you know what? You've turned me around, doctor. Dr. Fingers, I am sold. We are all ascribing to your healthcare plan immediately. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. Me, I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. And be sure to get the podcast if you're not already listening to it. Apple Podcast, uh, Audible, through Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, all the cool spots where the Hep Cats hang out. That's what the kids say, right? They, yes. say, they say the Hep Cats? Hep, hep Cats. The Hep Cats. Hip, Hep. Nope, it's Let's Hep. call the whole don't, thing off. Don't say No, see, now you just, now you just ruined it and dated <laughs> yourself. Smoking the Avo Legato. It's a 6x54, and Fingers Malloy has found love. Oh, I'm really enjoying this. And the funny thing is, you know, you talked about maybe some sweet notes. I'm still getting just the cedar off of the stick, and it's really pairing well with this coffee. The, the cedar, that wood, a little bit of, 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 of uh, that uh, saltier or, 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 or more tangy tobacco uh, go, going on. Just a very, very nice bit of spice, mid-tongue, all working perfectly uh, together. And it just feels perfect. The construction of this cigar is excellent. Well, the other thing, too, is, you know, as we do our radio show, we, don't always, uh, we aren't always able to pay attention to this cigar. We have to put it down. This has been a low-maintenance stick. I mean, I've sat this down for a few minutes, picked it right back up, and, and didn't have any problems with it staying lit. I, that's, it's been very pleasant. Low-maintenance matters. It, it, it doesn't matter what you spent on a cigar. It doesn't matter the flavor of a cigar. If you have to keep lighting the cigar, you have to fight to keep it lit. If you have to fight the draw, right, that's how you bring it in. Remember, you're not inhaling. You're toasting the palate. You're bringing it into the mouth and then bringing it out. Toasting the palate. Sometimes you want to bring that through the sinuses. That's referred to as the retrohale. That's where you're getting the flavor. That's the experience. But if you have to keep lighting a cigar, the whole experience is ruined because cigar smoking is supposed to be relaxing <laughs> and having to continually light a cigar. That's when you're like, okay, maybe that cigar is not for me. Yeah, you're, it's supposed to be a relaxing experience. You're not supposed to feel like you're working. <laughs> and sometimes it feels that way if you have to keep grabbing the lighter every minute or two to get the, the cigar lit again. But remember, we're dealing with a work of art. You're dealing with a, a premium product that's made by hand. 
it's possible you'll find one that was wrapped too tight or wrapped too loose or had another issue. That's why you cannot discount a cigar if you had one. You have to try it again at a different time, different time of day, different weather patterns, so you can get an understanding. That's why we say have a notebook. Write these things down. It's incredibly important to write down what it is that's going on with your cigar. That way, you can compare the notes, and if you got the same kind of feel, you can say, okay, this cigar ain't for me. Now, another thing that people have brought up to me and wanted us to talk about at some point, Tony, you talk about having a notebook and writing things down. I've had several people ask me about cigar apps and what apps Ooh, we should right? look into because so many of these apps have a journal where you can take notes. They'll, you'll pull the cigar right up just by taking a picture of it, and then you can write your own notes, uh, what you thought of the cigar. So maybe down the road, that's something we're going to have to look into is, is reviewing some cigar apps. Yeah, we're, we have so much to look into and, and review. Don't forget, you can also find us on YouTube, Eat, Drink, Smoke. Just search for it, and you will find it. Just launched, just starting to get things rolling and growing there. Very excited about it. It's time, Fingers Malloy, for News of the Week. Speaking of things just being launched, Tony, this is interesting and a, and a little strange. Uh, T-Mobile, the cellular company. What was that again? Isn't that their little music thing? I don't think they do do-do-do-do-do, though. Oh, excuse me. You're the rich little of our time. You're the Michael Winslow of a new generation. Oh. The only two guys I could point to that could do like sounds and impressions. Go. Anyway, uh, they, they came out uh, as part of a marketing plan with a gin called Ultra Capacity 5 Gin to go along with the whole 5G network that they're we, building. We live in hell. <laughs> By the way, T-Mobile would be a fantastic sponsor <laughs> of the Eat, Drink, Smoke radio show. That's ridiculous. That's, it's an actual gin. It's an actual gin that you can purchase uh, at a store through their website. You can order a bottle uh, for $30, Tony. Uh, They also have a a non-alcoholic product you could buy. Extended range, five ginger beer made by Jones Soda. Well, Jones Soda is a real company. I mean, they're they're a big company. So 5G ginger beer, I get it. Yes, and and the, the, the gin is being produced by... Heritage Distilling. It's a Northwest distiller. Uh, so it's going to be it's going to be available. It's available now for, for $30 a bottle. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you, Tony. I've never been much of a gin fan. Or do, you, do you like a gin, a gin and tonic? So I, my, my, my thoughts on, on, on gin all come from the fact that I don't yet have the palate to be able to recognize true differences between the gins. When you're talking about the nose, that juniper is so ever-present and so powerful that the taste of gin beguiles what you get on the nose. So it has to do with my uh, neophytism with, with gin. It, I, 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 it's not that I oppose it. I have no opposition to it. It's that I haven't spent enough time digging into it, seeing how, what experiences I get out of it. Uh, and and naturally, it's just not where I gravitate. I gravitate to the bourbons. I gravitate to the whiskeys. Rum has come on strong for me. We're reviewing a, a, a rum today. I cannot wait to share that with you. Uh, but gin just has never picked up for me in that way. Yeah, for me, a gin and tonic is a summer drink. I don't drink it very often, but sometimes on a, a hot summer day, a gin and tonic just sounds right. Uh, but I don't know if I would want a gin from... a a cellular company. 
Well, no, that's that's Jeff's shtick. That's what I said. I, I, they're, look, they, they could get my money if they really provided me great uh, cellular service at a reasonable price, uh, but they're not going to get my gin money. Uh, I have I have a gin budget, and they are getting. <laughs> you have a gin budget. I have a gin you? budget. I, I can't say it's huge, uh, but they are not getting it. Next. Well, speaking of thirty dollars. Tony, uh, we may be paying $30 a gallon for gasoline soon, the way things are going. Uh, AAA has said the national average for uh, gas nationwide has climbed to $3.13 a gallon. Uh, That's 40% higher than what you paid January 1st. Gas prices are the highest they've been in seven years. And if people want to start wondering whether, you know, what is it that's causing food prices to go up? Uh, the price of goods at, at, a, at a Home Depot or a Lowe's to go up. If you want to say that it's shortages, you can. But you can't deny that this gas price issue is massive. And while we don't really get into politics here on Eat, Drink, Smoke, gas prices are election issue 101. And here we are in the middle of the summer. Yes, it is the height of when people drive and gas prices usually go up in the summer. But they went up so quick, so fast, still building, and nobody is discussing the fact that, okay, this is about the high. That's not what they're saying. What they're saying is, yeah, gas prices are going up, are going up, as in continuing to go up. Things can become real ugly real quick when your expendable, disposable income for the things that you like to do, like smoke a cigar or drink a a bourbon or a gin all of a sudden have to get curtailed because you have to go to work. This is, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you are in the country. Problem, big one. And my question is, is how long are Americans going to look at this? And, you know, you're starting to hear people talk about it, but people are so anxious to travel and get out. And it feels like that they're just opening up their pocketbooks and saying, oh, I'm I'm spending money. Oh, they're traveling. You were just in Vegas. How crowded? Oh, it was ridiculously crowded. I mean, you, you, you on Fremont Street where I was staying, it felt like shoulder to shoulder. Uh, you know, I was there over the holiday weekend, so but it felt like a lot of people came in from California. That's what the people at the the hotel told me. We got a lot of tourists driving from California because I mean, you're a California guy. Four hour drive to Vegas? Yes, it is a four hour drive, and it's actually a lovely drive. Uh, the, the drive back from Vegas is miserable. Drive to Vegas, very exciting. Uh, the, the, the story is they had such lockdowns, they're just happy to get out. Yeah. They're just happy to try something else and do something else. This gas price issue is going to affect every part of your life, and it will affect the cigar industry. It will affect the bourbon industry. This is coming. It's something you just got to get ready for, and you got to be prepared for. The Avo Legato is what we're smoking, the 6x54. Find it for $15 a stick. Give or take your tobacconist can be different. Uh, that wood flavor, that little bit of spice. Avo Legato. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Remember, you can find our reviews on cigars, bourbon, and food over at our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. The spiked milkshake. Very allowable and very acceptable in the summer months. Also in the winter months. You can do a spiked milkshake in the spring, and I will allow it in the fall. There's actually never a time when the spiked milkshake is not an acceptable alternative to anything you're drinking. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy. The people over at themanual.com want you to know how to make a perfect spiked milkshake this summer, and they did something that I approve of. 
they said, what is the spirit that goes with the ice cream? Because that has a lot to do with it. Not everything goes with everything else, and you got to know how to do this. So, of course, if you've got vanilla ice cream, yes, that's bourbon. It's calling for, for the bourbon. You've got that caramel that's, that's in a bourbon. You've got that generalized sweetness that comes from a bourbon. And vanilla, perfect, perfect match, perfect flavoring for this. I happen to love bourbon in, in a milkshake, just like I love Bailey's. In, in, a, in a milkshake, just like I like coffee liqueur in a milkshake, I may have a problem, fingers. <laughs> it could be an issue. But if you're doing coffee ice cream, the answer is Irish cream. And I get that. Exactly how you would do a hot coffee. Bailey's and coffee is a fantastic... Do you do Bailey's and coffee? I did one in Vegas. And you know what was great about it? It was free. Why? It, it, the temperature was 184 degrees in the shade. And you did a Bailey's and coffee in Vegas? Yeah. That's an odd drink for it, Vegas. It was midnight. I feel, I, I felt oh, so like. the night was just getting started. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I needed What was your coffee? average uh, falling asleep time in Vegas this trip? 4 a.m. 4 or 5, yeah. I, I went to bed before the sun came up, which was nice. You're getting old. Yeah. Oh, back in the day. I mean, I, I would look outside and, oh, oh, my goodness, how long has the sun been up? I, I should probably go to bed. But it was free. Well, I shouldn't say it was free. Uh, I got it while I gambled, and they, I didn't have to pay for and it. And how'd the gambling go? Were, were, were you a winner? No. I lost. Okay, just making sure we understand. But that. I enjoyed myself, and I got my room and drinks and food for free. Well, You see, I always comped. think that means you're gambling a fair amount. If, if, you're, if you are able to, to, to get everything like that comped, you're, you're spending, man. You're, you're putting it out there. Well, it depends on where you stay. I stay downtown. Now, you're a wind guy. You're a, you're no, a, you're no, a strip well, guy. You know, I, so. I am a strip guy. If I'm going to be going, I want the full-on experience. It's not that I haven't done the places where I, I, just, I just need a room. I've done that before. But if I'm going to go Vegas... I want to go. I go Rat Pack Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's that's my style. I I want that experience. I'm not interested in rushing towards anything. I'm not interested in timelines. I'm not even so interested in seeing a show. I've seen shows in Vegas, but it's not actually the people are the show. The experience is the show. I want a cigar. I'm not even so concerned about the drink in Vegas, which is a really weird thing. And I just want to enjoy the moment, whether I'm by the pool or whether I'm walking the strip or whether I'm in the casino. I, I, want, I want to eat while, while I'm in Vegas. And I don't want to necessarily buffet stuff myself. Did you buffet stuff yourself? No, uh, but I got a complimentary steak a couple of times while I was out there because I was playing a, a lot of video poker. I want to hear about the complimentary steak. I want to know what constitutes a complimentary steak. What, what was it? It was uh, a 10-ounce sirloin with a full rack of ribs. For That's fine. <laughs> That's very ex- Man, the sirloin is underappreciated. The sirloin is absolutely underappreciated. If, if, if done right, that can make you super happy. Well, that's... That's the key right there. Done right. You have to make sure... For me, anyway, it has to be medium rare. If you overcook a sirloin, it is not a pleasant no. dining experience. No, 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 not at all. You, 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 you are right about that. You gotta, you gotta be more in that rare, medium rare. The sirloin, by the way, is is next to the round. It's above the tenderloin. That's where it is, towards the back uh, uh, of the cow. And I think people look at the sirloin and they're like, oh, oh, it's it, it's it's not a New York strip. I'm not, no, 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 no. Sirloin done right, make you very, very happy. 
And so, but did you have a spiked milkshake while you were out there? I did not have a spiked milkshake. I just had the spiked coffee. That's very odd. If you're going to be doing gin, we were just talking about gin. Strawberry ice cream. Okay, that's interesting. With gin. Now, they actually have it also with rhubarb liqueur. No. You don't need rhubarb for any. I, I may, I'm going to get emails. Email me, fingers at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. <laughs> I'm not a rhubarb guy. I don't get rhubarb at all. We had rhubarb growing up uh, at my house in the backyard. It grew uh, naturally, and my grandmother would make rhubarb pie. Right. Uh, I have never in my life seen rhubarb liqueur, ever. Have you ever seen that at a bar anywhere? No, because I love myself, and I would never never allow my eyes to find such a thing. But this list is also right, saying when you do a spiked milkshake, high-fat, High sugar content. Yes, otherwise you're not going to get the... Oh, I'll cream. call it yeah. the emulsification, right? You're not going to get the things to blend together. It's not going to work out right. You got If you're going to do this, treat yourself. Oh, see, now I have a whole different opinion on this. And it's uh, going to a fast food restaurant and ordering a milkshake there and then spiking it. Like, get, say, get I'll it, allow it. Get, get yourself an orange creamsicle milkshake and then spike it with some vodka or get a shamrock shake and put a little bourbon in it stop look you can (laughs) talk to me about your apple fritters and your sausage egg and cheese biscuits and mcmuffins i'll take your word for it i am a shamrock shake purist you don't mess with perfection. You don't want a, a McDonald's mint julep? I should punch you in the neck. <laughs> Mick julep? <laughs> okay, if they sold Mick juleps <laughs> around uh, Kentucky Derby time, I would get one. I would absolutely do that. This this is a fine list, a good list. Uh, we were talking about uh, Shtick, uh, T-Mobile, starting their own gin to celebrate 5G. They call it 5Gin. No kidding, the, 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 the phone company. Scotty Pippen has now launched his own bourbon, and I assume this is because he still wants to be seen in the same category as Michael Jordan, who has his own tequila with Sincoro. So it's called Digits. And it's actually a picture of his hand on the label. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not just his hand. I mean, it's just a picture of his hand. He, he, he teamed up with, with, with a good team, the Savage and Cook people. They're out of California. And, and I'm willing to give it a shot, I just, I don't know if Scottie Pippen makes me say, man, I really need some bourbon. Uh, I'll tell you something. I actually have a problem with the story on this. The headline of the story says NBA legend Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen's not an NBA legend? A legend? Scottie Pippen? He was Pippen? a nice number two player for the Bulls. Wow. He was not, he's not an NBA legend. Uh, unless we're just watering down... The English language Scottie now. Scottie Pippen isn't on a top 20 team? No. No. Really? No. Absolutely not. Hey, hey, by the way, you're from Michigan, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I say you're a big Detroit Pistons kind of guy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Anything else you're angry about? Um, I, I'm just a truth teller. Are you angry about the Isaiah I, snub on the Olympic team? Isaiah should have been on that team, and Scottie Pippen should not have been on that team. That's all I'm... Legend, Tony? Michael Jordan is a legend. Scottie Pippen is not a legend. Spud Webb? Legend. That's, that's my take. 
That is absolutely my take. If you want some legendary sheets, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code Tony. T-O-N-Y. That's called a segue, people. And you get yourself the Giza Dream bed sheets. What MyPillow has done to pillows, same attention they give to the Giza Dream sheets. The most comfortable sheets you will ever own. Cotton in the Giza Dream sheets is the world's best. And it's grown in this small area of the Mediterranean, made into a fabric that is ultra soft and breathable. The sateen weave gives them a luxurious finish and will have you sleeping like a dream. I use the Giza Dream bed sheets. I love them. So does my wife. A variety of colors and sizes, machine washable and durable, and they come with a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee, and if you use promo code TONY, two sets for one low price and free shipping. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TONY. You'll see the radio listener square. Click on that, put in TONY. You're going to get the deal. MyPillow.com. Use promo code TONY. Two sets of Giza Dream Sheets. Pick whatever color you want, whatever size you want. One low price plus free shipping. Use promo code TONY at MyPillow.com. Smoking the Avo Legato. That cedar is there. That wood flavor. You're going to love it. This is Eat Drink Smoke. Cigars work with rum. Look, I love a cigar with a bourbon. I love a cigar with a whiskey. I love a cigar with a coffee. But cigars go great with rum. What is rum? Rum is, well, it's alcohol. But it's liquor made by fermenting and then distilling sugarcane molasses or sugarcane juice. That's how you make it. And there's a reason that sweetness goes so well with what tobacco has to offer. Over there at Bumboo. B-U-M-B-B-U, I can't even spell it, B-U-M-B-U, the Bamboo Rum Company, they've done something unique because it goes into bourbon casks for up to 15 years. And what comes out? Well, we drink that right now. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, or Eat the Fine Food, Drink the Fine Bourbon, and Smoke the Fine Cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy, this is the original, as the people at Bamboo will call it. They do it in small batches, blended by hand. It's a really unique rum because when you do that nose fingers, Malloy, you are going to get something really interesting. I'm Tony Katz, by the way, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers, Malloy, you're not a rum guy by trade. I have maybe had one rum in my life that wasn't mixed with something. So it wasn't like when you had the Bacardi and Coke. Right. Which everybody has done. Yeah. Everyone went through a rum and Coke phase. It was the thing to do. And then people were like, no, this is this is not, I'm, I'm paying for Coke. I don't want that. Right. I mean, just doing the show, I mean, I always gravitate towards a bourbon. So uh, I, I've never really gone to a bar and say, you know, I would really like a rum neat. That That's not me. So I'm really looking forward to trying this. And we are doing it neat, which for me is is a rare thing. Rum, I, I don't often do rums. I just understand and have come to really appreciate how well it pairs with a cigar, how that sweetness works. Now, Bumboo, when you do the nose, B-U-M-B-U, there's something that hits spectacularly. Now, we are doing this neat. This is a dark, dark amber. It's almost red in, in the color. And you move that around. We're using the Glencairn glass just like you would. A whiskey, it's got that interesting shape, really allows you to take a look at it in the light, get your nose in there. You watch that rum stick to the side of the glass. Oh, Fingers just did a nose. Put his nose right in it. The viscosity on this is great. What is that nose you get? 
I, I, it's nothing like I would expect. It, it and again, it, I, I'm a, a rum novice in a in a very big way. It's banana. It is banana. It hits like a ton of bricks. A little bit of almond, banana in there, maybe a hint of vanilla. It is massive, almost bananas fostery. If you're in the right kind of mood, it's it's incredible. Oh, it is so good on the nose, Tony. It's it's banana, and then maybe maybe a little bit of uh, caramel, maybe. Well, and that sweetness, yeah. right? I'd say so. Now, one of the things that often hits banana for me, and we've talked about it on the show, Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels hits banana for me. This is different. This is a little bit more of a, of a banana liqueur, not a schnapps. No, it's 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 thick. It's 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 succulent on the nose there, and both the color and the nose take you out of what you think you're getting with a rum. Well, and the thing that I'm thinking, you know, we talked about it last hour about a spiked milkshake. I'd be interested to see what this would be like with maybe a vanilla ice cream or uh, I, this. I, I don't know this 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 definitely. On the nose is something that I did not expect. Well, what the nose does is resets the mind to whether or not this could be a sipping rum. You're now open to the idea of it, as opposed to just a generalized sweet, those specific flavors coming out. You're like, hmm, maybe I can do this. Maybe maybe the Caribbean, or is it the Caribbean, uh, have, have something to offer. You ready to do this, Fingers? Oh, I'm absolutely ready to he do this. He brings it. He's going to do it right now. He's taking his first sip. You don't necessarily do the Kentucky Chew, which is how you move the bourbon around, but you could do the same. Move it around. Uh, the mouth, get it on the palate, move around the tongue. Both hands in the air. I think he has found the Lord. Oh, this is outstanding. Yeah? It is outstanding. It It's the banana that you were expecting. Uh, there's a caramel to it, a little bit of vanilla. Uh, it's not at all what I was expecting out of a rum. And again, like I said, I'm a rum novice. So, uh, But this, this is wonderful, Tony. I'm doing it. I'm bringing it in. Now, by the way, 70 proof. I should have said 70 proof here on the rum. Here we go. Tony's going in. He's doing the Caribbean chomp. It's luscious. It almost has, it's banana. There's a touch of a uh, chocolate coffee thing going on that for a second there reminds me of Kahlua, then moves into a touch more coconut. It's creamy. Is this rum? And yes, you, you do not shoot this. There are no shots of bamboo. <laughs> this is sipping. Slow after dinner sipping. Is that flavor fantastic? Or if, if you paired this with vanilla ice cream, not even as a milkshake, just had it on the side. Yeah. I'd be a and true vanilla bean. I'd be super happy. Yeah. And, you know, I know we always move it to the rock at some point. Or have an ice chip or a little bit of cold water when I, you know we're doing our bourbon. Boy, oh boy, this is really good, neat, Tony. I, I'm really hesitant to put it on a rock. As it sits on the tongue, you know that feeling when you've melted the vanilla ice cream and it's just a little bit of the, of the, of the soup. Yeah, there, that's the flavor that coats the tongue. That's the hard edge vanilla bean, that's just wrapping you up. So you get banana at the first. You get that creamy, uh, Kahlua to coconut, creamy. Going going on, and then that vanilla bean that sits there and is still there, still on the tongue, almost like a weighted blanket yeah. existing on the tongue. Everything about this bamboo 
B-U-M-B-U, Bumbu Rum, the original. This is really good for an after-dinner drink. If you're thinking you want dessert, but you, they don't have a dessert menu, but you want something sweet, something to enjoy after dinner, I think this would, would be the right thing to order. Uh, but my question to you is, could you have more than one of those? Or is it too sweet? It, it's too sweet for me. I could have a bottle in the liquor cabinet, and I could have a rum. It's too sweet for me. I think it pairs very well with the Ava Legato cigar because you've got the woodiness and a little bit of that salty going on with the cigar. And salty sweet is, of course, a, a chef's dream and a, and, a, and a perfect combination. The question, Fingers, is it in your liquor cabinet at $36.99 a bottle, according to Drizzly.com? All day, every day. This is definitely Could you worth. drink this every day? Um, yes, but... When I go to a, a place like Blend Bar Cigar here in Indianapolis, I'll have more than one bourbon. Uh, I don't know if I would want more than one of these because, like I said, it's very, very sweet. But it's definitely, in my mind, something that should be in your liquor cabinet. There's no doubt that ordering it out, one bamboo will take you through the night. There's no doubt that on the back deck or uh, late night Christmas, yes, one of these to give you a couple of hours to sip and relax and enjoy and not yet think about the credit card debt that you owe <laughs> is perfect. I, I, I will admit, this in the middle of a humid summer, it should move me, right? Because, But I, really, fall, let the leaves crunch under your feet and, 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 a, and a bit of a fire going. This is just sensationally good. Now, for some people, that banana and that, and that as we're just describing it, that may turn people off. They may not be into it. I can appreciate it. But if you are a person who is at least willing to try the rums, get into the rums. Bumboo needs to be on your list. B-U-M-B-U. Bumboo rum. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media. On Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke. On Facebook, facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. And Instagram, at Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast. So Subway, the sandwich shop, has had some interesting times during COVID. First, sales are off $300 million. $300 million. That's one of the reports that I saw. Then, of course, there was the newspaper that took the Subway tuna and sent it out to three different labs, and they discovered, hey, there's no tuna DNA in the actual tuna. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Now, to Subway's credit, not only do they say that that's not true, they love their tuna, and they're about to engage a major revamp of the entire menu, and they aren't changing the tuna at all. They love it. They're proud of it. They're going to eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's like the Fingers Malloy diet, and they're going to give it to their grandma. That's how much they believe in it. But big menu changes are coming they're actually closing all the stores on July 12th, closing every single store so they can gear up for the new menu, and they're going to give away a million free sandwiches. Fingers Malloy, will you be in line? I'll get at least three-quarter of a million for myself. You're a big fan of the Subway? I'm a big fan of free sandwiches. Oh, didn't realize which way we were going with this. <laughs> Here's what they're doing. Here's their plan, Fingers Malloy. They're going to, for example, they're going to take their turkey and their roast beef, and now they're going to be thin-cut. Now, growing up in Jersey, going to the deli counter was a religious experience because people were very, very particular about how they got deli meat cut, their bologna, their ham, their, all the things. 
I, it, it wasn't until I was older that I noticed that people really went for almost tissue thin, thinly sliced, demanding it that it was thinly sliced mattered. I didn't understand what people were doing. At first, I thought it was a way of getting more slices per pound so you could make more sandwiches out of it. Then some people said, yeah, it's, it, there, there's, a, there's a, a yield conversation, right? You want to get more for your dollar. Then some people said that when you're doing it for a sandwich, it tastes better because you're able to pile it up a little bit more. And I said, there's no way that that's true. And still, after all these years, I don't believe in that methodology at all. The thinner the slice, the tastier it is for a sandwich. That's the first I've heard of that. We're, we're into sandwich science now? Well, y- you and I, we do have our degree. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sandwich uh, science. Okay. People who believe that, that the thinner the, the, the cut of the, of the deli meat, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's better. Well, I have to ask, Is this was the, the story from the New York Times about the Subway tuna not actually having any tuna, uh, tuna DNA in it, was that the straw that broke the camel's back for Subway? I mean, because you look at what happened last year with Subway, you know, Business Insider reported that they closed 10% of their restaurants in 2020. So they were struggling before uh, the story came out in New York so Times. things have been down since 2016, I believe. Yeah, Correct. so they've been struggling. Was this the straw that finally broke the camel's back, or was this this in the works all along that we have to do something we have to rework our entire this menu. had to have been in the works because i mean they're making changes they're adding two new breads they're adding uh, the deli style sliced ham and turkey smashed avocado fresh mozzarella is going on a parmesan vinaigrette will be uh, happening there are 20 menu items and changes that are going on they now have a digital ordering ordering experience that that's going to be happening so this had to be something that they were working on, that they were looking to do, changes they knew that they would eventually have to make or said, we have to make the store more competitive in style. And people can't think that it's just, oh, it's a sandwich you can get quick. It's got to be a sandwich that's worth eating. That's, that has to be what they thought. Are people going to Subway for a, a quality sandwich or are they going for the old you know five dollar foot long where it's okay i just need something to fill me up so let's make the argument they're going with the five dollar foot long but there's no doubt that the beauty of subway and look at all the places that have stolen the model is that you could say yeah give me some more of that lettuce no no black olives no no no, no, no give me give me that one over there and that you see it happening in front of you they they're the ones if you take a look at chipotle it's the same exact thing there's a place here in central uh, Indiana, not too far from here, called Sushi Boss. You could do the same thing with sushi. And I will tell you... What? It's, it's excellent. I, it's, it's ridiculous. I, there is good sushi in the heartland, don't get me wrong. Uh, but this, for the cost, is the better sushi. It, it's, it's ridiculous. I, I have gone to places where you wait an hour and a half, and it's supposed to be this religious experience. It's not a religious experience. It's fish with rice. <laughs> and I love sushi. I'm crazy about sushi. For the price and for everything else, and you can pick your own things, a little more of this and add that. People love that experience. It's become the standard. So, yes, I think there is a little bit more than the $5 going on. And that's what people get wrong about the Midwest, is especially One Indian- of the many things. Yeah, especially Indianapolis. Indianapolis is a great food town. Incredible. And people just assume, oh, it's the Midwest. It, you know, people who are you know live on the coast, they're listening to you say that you can get good sushi in Indiana and they scoff. They're dead wrong. They're dead wrong. It's a great food town. 
brilliant coffee, in, in, uh, certainly in this town. And part of it is because Indianapolis was the, not the place where you came where you were necessarily making the coffee. It's the place where the coffee came to before it got shipped out. That's why they call it the Crossroads of America. And there's this whole area downtown which is referred to as the Warehouse District. So if you were a fur trapper up in Wisconsin, your goods came down here, late 1800s, early 1900s, and then got spread out. Well, so did the people who brought their versions of food with them and their versions of coffee with them. Uh, look, I, I'm not here to insult the people of Portland. Uh, I lo love you, KXL. Love what you do and so thrilled you've got to eat, drink, smoke. And I'm not, I'm not here to, to bag on your coffee culture. It's massive and, and impressive. Stumptown or die. But there's incredibly good coffee here and good roasters here. And there are places dotted across the Midwest that bring this value because people who lived in those coastal places and then moved for money reasons or family reasons or health reasons or politics reasons brought those good things with them. And then there's just the natural people who settled in, in, in the Midwest and they came from everywhere too. The German influences and German food, things like that. Incredibly, incredibly well done and you can see it kind of everywhere. Now, none of them brought Subway. <laughs> and so I want to say thank you for that, although Subway would make a fantastic sponsor of the <laughs> Eat, Drink, Smoke radio show. But Subway feels that they had to do something. They, they, had, they had to compete, and this is, this is how they feel that they're going to do it. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see if this works for them. I, I hope it does, because you, you have so many chain sandwich shops now that aren't as big as Subway, but maybe... Uh, in a lot of ways, they, they make a sandwich that feels like a Have you like ever had Jimmy bone. John's? Yes. I've never had a Jimmy John's sandwich. Yeah, they make a, a fine sandwich. The bread is a little hard for my taste. But, uh, you know, Jimmy John's, there's Jersey Mike's. Uh, you know, that's a chain that's, that's quite popular. You know, uh, so it, there, there's a lot of competition out there. And Subway has been struggling for a long time. I, I hope they're able to turn it around with this move. I don't see how they won't be able to. I mean, this is a massive company. They've got 22,000 stores. Of course they're going to put the money in. I don't think they're, 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 they're going out of business. I don't think they're walking away from it all. I don't think things have changed that much. I, I really don't. It's just you got to be innovating, and you got to show that you're innovating and show that you're committed to quality. And just that on a marketing side is, is enough to turn people's heads around in, in a big way. I don't think I'm ever getting the tuna again. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just one guy. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. Me, I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Find us online, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. You can get the podcast there if you're not already listening to it. Become a subscriber. It's free. Don't you know? It doesn't cost you a dime, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Audible, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, Get it all. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Drinking the bamboo. Fingers Malloy. Very, very happy. Actually moved it to a cube. It's a rum. Caribbean. That banana on the nose. That banana and vanilla bean on the tongue. A little bit of that Kahlua coconut. That's how I describe it. Maybe maybe I'm, I'm seeing it wrong with Kahlua. It's more like a chocolate mousse that you get a bit of flavoring of. Sweet, fantastic, luscious. B-U-M-B-U, -B -U, Bumboo Rum, the original. Where are you, Fingers? at 70 proof. It may be the best drink on the nose we have ever had. 
Oh, okay. In my opinion, it is that good on the nose. It is so pleasant. That that banana. You moved. You moved it to a big rock. Yeah, I decided to to put it on on the big rock just to see because you know Tony, this is our job. Right. This is work. So you didn't do this for yourself. You did this for Eat Drink Smoke Nation. That's exactly what I did. And I got to tell you, uh, you know, it's seventy proof. It's not something that you're going to find overpower. It's not going to overpower you, obviously. It's 70 proof. I mean, we, we've done bourbons. We've done whiskeys that have been in the 130 range. Correct. Uh, at 70 proof, there's not much of an alcohol taste to it. You put it on the rock, and whatever alcohol taste was there is gone. And it, it brought out even more of the banana. Uh, this is, <laughs> again, this isn't something you're going to want to sit down and say, okay, Man, I'm, I'm going out for a night of drinking. I'm going to have uh, four or five of these because it is very sweet. But this is this is just wonderful. And pairing with the Avo Legato cigar, the woodiness of that cigar, the that touch of the of of the, of the salty uh, going on there, that that tang, kind of tang tobacco, you enjoying it? Oh yeah, absolutely. But I'm really curious to see. Uh, you know, you haven't moved it to a rock or anything. Oh, you're hell not, no. You're not, you're not going to do it at all. I don't think I am. Maybe you love the Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation more than I do. <laughs> but this is working for me. It is. It is incredibly sweet. And I, it, to me, I think the Banana Foster's conversation does come into play. It's, it's it, the thickness, the richness, how it coats the tongue, everything about it. Yes, I couldn't do more than one. That would be overpowering. That would be asking too much of my, of my palate for but sure. I, I have to tell you, I think you brought up a really good point when we were doing the review earlier in the hour. You know, I said something about using this for a spiked milkshake. I think that would be almost criminal. Right. I, I, I think what you need to do, what you said, was to just have some ice cream on the side. And uh, I think that that would be a wonderful pairing. Some vanilla. Go ice cream. ultra premium with the vanilla, vanilla bean, real vanilla bean flavoring, not the artificial stuff. Definitely want that high butterfat content. And pair those two up. Just a little bit of the ice cream, couple of sips. A little bit of the ice cream. You don't have to use too much because you're going to take it over time and it's going to melt just a little bit. And the sips. You're going to be happy. That that is grown up dessert time. It is. Do you think that that? Do you think we sound like we're, we're, we're working too hard when it comes to this experience? We're like, okay, I need a little bit of ice cream over here, and then I need my rum, and then I need my cigar over here, and oh, some coffee would be good, too. No, no, no. I think this is completely <laughs> mise en place. Everything's got to be in its place. You know? I, I think that's absolutely true. Like, when you're cooking, and you've already pre-measured out all the ingredients, so you can add your, your cinnamon, your cardamom, or whatever it is you're, you're cooking. I don't know what you're making, but you're cooking with. You need it all. Well, it's, can you enjoy a cigar experience on the back deck if you don't have your, your ashtray out there and your lighter out there and your cutter out there ready to go fingers you have everything ready to go before you light of that course. cigar to me this this reminds me of you know before we started the show you've got your meat and cheese tray i did i have a charcuterie right here and it's just an assortment of different things a little bit of uh this kind of meat a little bit of this kind of cheese oh so i got some a hard genoa salami i've got some pepperoni over there uh uh, that is that is a gouda, some slices of gouda there with a, with a bit of a, a lovely spicy brown mustard and a, a pepperdu to kind of change things up. I do find that with the pepperdu pepper, which I adore, that's too much with a cigar. It really does change the complexion of the cigar. So I don't do the pepperdus when I smoke, but a pepperdu pepper I can eat by the gallon. <laughs> so maybe we need to talk to Blend Bar Cigar about having a uh, eat, drink, smoke, rum and ice cream tray. 
Oh, is that it? Where they come out with the rum, with the ice cream, a cigar, some coffee, and it's all on a tray, and you just move from place to place. Now you're working too hard. (laughs) Bamboo rum. Check it out. It's time, Fingers Malloy, for news of the week. Oh, Back home again in Indiana. Oh, don't you love it? Indiana has a long history with rye whiskey, Tony. Uh, Starting July 1st, this is good news, Indiana rye whiskey will be legally binding regional whiskey style of American whiskey. This is an incredibly important move by the state of Indiana because what they did is they saw their neighbor to the south, Kentucky, and what they've done with bourbon and said, this is good for business. Being a state where it's an Indiana rye and they can put their stamp on it, their their imprimatur, Indiana rye, that's tourism. That is dollars. Now, Indiana makes some great ryes. I'm I'm one of them. Uh, what we do for Recovery Rye, you know I have my own rye whiskey called Recovery Rye, recoveryrye.com, and we created it to help out hospitality workers across the state of Indiana where we live who were impacted by COVID and didn't have jobs, and we got this on the shelves, and it has done fantastic. I couldn't be more thrilled or more proud of the product. It's made in Indiana. It's distilled in Indiana, grown in Indiana. That mattered to what it was we were doing. Indiana also makes excellent rye, and there's a real difference between rye across the Midwest and rye of, of the Northeast. You, what you will get out of the Midwest compared to, let's say, a Whistlepig from Vermont? Uh, this is not me knocking Whistlepig. Whistlepig has done something exemplary. What I have found is that it's not my kind of rye whiskey. Whiskey's from the Northeast. That water is different. That flavor profile is, is different. I find uh, Midwest uh, rye to be a much sweeter. I find that with, with my recovery rye and, and, and with others. But this, this was about tourism. Beginning to end, and it was a smart, smart place to put your stamp in and say, this belongs to us. Well, and you bring up an interesting point about regional water and how it may impact a distilling, whether it's rye, whiskey, uh, you know, because I've heard you talk about, and I've heard other people talk about moving to the Midwest uh, and bagels, and how water can make a huge difference in, in in making bagels. All the difference, not 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 a big difference, all of the difference. So why wouldn't it make a difference with with whiskey or? No, it does. It yes. absolutely yeah. makes a difference. They're, they're they're just different flavor profiles. But there's no doubt that those original bagel recipes were built around New York water, which out of the tap is just fine and still to this day, although it's been a while, is absolutely positively fine. And it is why East Coast pizza, by and large, that crust is better because that is the standard. Therefore, what you're used to and what you're measuring up against, it doesn't mean other places across the country can't do good pizza. That's that's the myth. I grew up in Jersey. I know pizza pretty dang well. There are places all across the country that do excellent pizza, but as the standard... It's a sta- it's not Detroit style. <laughs> you saw the look in my eyes. I saw eye, the you? little stupid smile <laughs> on your little stupid face. You still have not had Detroit style pizza. I have not had. No, explain to people what Detroit style pizza is. It is made in a special pan uh, that uh, I made believe by it's, elves. Something like blue aluminum on the shores or something. of Lake Michigan. It's, it's, I can't remember exactly what. Uh, the, a the long metal. family history passed down. It's a thick crust from pizza. elf to elf over the millennia. It's not a it's not a Chicago style thickness. It's a it's a thick style pizza, and they put the cheese and then the sauces on top of the cheese with the toppings. It's wonderful, and the crust has cheese. 
There's a cheese baked into the crust. Yes, and it's it's fantastic, and it's hard to find uh, outside of Michigan they have it where it's really good. Like Pizza Hut just started making it, and it's not the same. I have taken the very, very unkind to Michigan opinion that it's not real. It's all made up. <laughs> and I could appreciate it if Michiganders were like, you know what? Screw Tony Katz. I could appreciate it. The problem is I haven't had it yet. I, I will. We will, we, will ta- we will road trip if we have to. To have, but I, I don't want to steal the whole barstool sports thing. I don't want Portnoy all over me because all of a sudden we're trying pizza. But we are eat, drink, smoke. We do have some leeway. So the, honestly, do you think we'll get sued? No, it's all eat. right. So we're eating it's pizza. Eat. So we don't. We just don't give it the point thing. Right. All right. Safe from Portnoy. Very important. <laughs> this is eat, drink, smoke. Did you know Audible isn't just for audiobooks? They have podcasts too, and you guessed it. Eat, drink, smoke is now on Audible. Listen to us there. Eat, drink, smoke. I think the show has been too nice, Fingers Malloy, so let's get into some hate. Some real vicious, down and dirty Fingers Malloy hate. But we'll start by noting that everybody hates everybody. Now, not really, but follow me here. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. From Twitter, somebody came up with an infographic. Everyone's or every state's least favorite state. So someone took the time to figure out, here's the state, and here's who they hate. So, for example, California, New Mexico, Alaska, and Oklahoma, they hate Texas. Mm -hmm. And they all hate Texas. Now, Texas hates Oklahoma. Washington State, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, Nevada, and Arizona... All hate California. <laughs> this thing is absolutely incredible. The people of Indiana hate Kentucky. The people of Kentucky hate Tennessee. The people of Tennessee also hate Kentucky. <laughs> the people of Illinois hate Hoosiers. They hate Indiana. The best is New Jersey hates everyone. <laughs> Equally? <laughs> Equally hates everyone. The people of New Jersey. And it got tweeted along with the line that this might be the most accurate state map info- infographic ever produced. Well, as a Michigander, originally, it has to be Ohio, right? And then the Ohio people hate Michigan. Yes, Ohio people hate Michigan. Yes, hates Michigan. And Michigan hates Ohio. <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely correct. New York, Connecticut. Uh, was uh, There's a, yeah, New York, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, all hate New Jersey. Which is, which is true. That's correct. That's accurate. This list is fantastic, but it isn't the list that got Fingers Malloy up in arms. No, the list that got Fingers Malloy incensed, enraged, dare I say apoplectic, is that a ultimateclassicrock.com has put together a list of the top 50 American bands of all time. And number 50 on the list is Foo Fighters, and Fingers Malloy went crazy. The greatest rock band of my generation, Foo Fighters. Number 50. Okay, I understand not everyone is a Foo Fighters fan. That's fine. But their catalog, their career, the length of career, the length of relevance of their career, it, it's, it's outstanding to me. And to see some of the bands that rate higher than Foo Fighters. It's, it's outrageous. Stone Tumble Pilots at 47. No. 
And I love Stone Temple Pilots. Red Hot Chili Peppers at 46. Okay, when you start mentioning Stone Temple Pilots and Red Hot Chili Peppers, okay, you can make an argument. I totally agree. Scroll up a little bit. Oh, to number 45? Go ahead. Bon Jovi. Criminal. What? Outrageous. Why? I'm a cowboy, don't you know? I ride on a steel horse. Every third song in their catalog. John I knew bon- Tommy, and he did work on the docks. Every third song of John Bon Jovi's catalog, he'll die for you. In one way or another, he'll die for you. It, 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 the songs are written to make women swoon, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, Mike, Bon Jovi, are you kidding me? Are the you kidding me? Pixies are 44. Then you've got Jefferson Airplane at 43. Boston at 42. Boston is a classic rock band. Journey at 41 and Cheap Trick at 40. Cheap Trick, I think, is being underrated right there. I agree with you. Cheap Trick, I'll tell you what, still puts on one heck of a live show. Even if you don't know much of the Cheap Trick catalog, you you sit back and you'll be entertained for two hours. It's a very great live rock band. Number 38 is Blondie, one of the more underrated acts in, in American history. And 37, Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention. So you gotta, I mean... It's not that you listen to the music still. It's that what they were doing was flat out out of control. What, what, uh, if, if you were to go back and to look into what it is Frank Zappa contributed to or inspired, that list is a mile deep. Okay, but going back to why I was outraged about this list because uh, of what was at number 50, take a look at 32. You mean you want me to skip over Motley Crue at 36 and Pearl Jam at 34? Okay, number 32. Daryl Hall and John Oates. What? Whoa, here she comes. Watch out, boy. She'll chew you up. Hall and Oates is better than the Foo Fighters. That's what we're going to go with. I can't go for that. No, uh, no can do. Better mustache. That's not the list. Pat it's Smear not, could not grow that mustache. It's not top 50 best rock mustaches of all time. Number 30 on the list is Hart. Agree or disagree? Hart should be in the top 50. I would agree, too. 29 is Booker T and the MGs. Hell yes. Hell yes. That is solid. Now, number 27 is the Velvet Underground. I don't even know if you call I don't know what music I would describe them as. This is Lou Reed. But, man, Velvet Underground, again, massive in the influence. Well, and the thing is, yeah, that's what I was about to say. How many of the bands in the top 50 were influenced by the Velvet Underground? I, I got to believe quite a few. The sin on this list is that Kiss is only number 25. Kiss isn't a top 10. That's savagery. Kiss got beat out by Alice Cooper Band, and the answer is no. I'm saying it. I don't care how much eye makeup he wears. The answer is no. Wrong. Soundgarden at 23. The Grateful Dead at 22. The Cars at 21. Sorry, the Cars are not bigger than Kiss. And Leonard Skinner at 20. Okay, I could handle Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Number 18 is ZZ Top, and I'm a ZZ Top fan, and I find that questionable. Top 20 rock bands, of American rock bands of all time. I, Guns, 50? Guns and Roses didn't make the top 10. They're number 17. That's Guns and Roses' fault. Guns and Roses. <laughs> <laughs> if, if they could just look at each other and get along for a long period of time without having to have these childish fights, they would be top five of all time. Metallica at 16, the Ramones at number 15. Okay, I can appreciate it. Respect. Nirvana is 14th, so Grohl made the list twice. 
Well, and what is it about Nirvana that seems like a lot of Gen Xers want to walk away from Nirvana? Are you finding that? I find that, uh, you know, a lot of people in Gen X now look back at Nirvana and they're almost ashamed to admit that they like Nirvana. And to me, I I will always say I I love Nirvana and I I still love them to this day. Sly and the Family Stone at number 12. Steely Dan at number 11. Those two guys are underrated. Now here's the top 10. I'm just going to read it out. Simon and Garfunkel. The Eagles. R.E.M. At number eight. Oh, you all right, Fingers? You going to you gonna throw your computer? Yeah. Talking Heads at number seven. Sorry, that's too high. The Doors at number six. I think The Doors are the most overrated bands in America. I love The Doors. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Come on, come on, come on. Shut up already and sing. <laughs> number five is Aerosmith. Number four is Credence Clearwater Revival. Number three, Van Halen. Now, once you get Van Halen number three, what's two and what's one? Number two, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And number one is the Beach Boys. Wow. Because what Brian Wilson was doing was nuts. Wow. You agree with that? Beach Boys at number one? No, I I wouldn't agree with that at all. But top ten, what the Beach Boys did, absolutely. Top Beach Boys top ten, yes. Tom Petty top ten, probably not. More like top twenty. I would be curious to see. But he's what got a musicology a, a, oh, a list. It's huge to, to me. Top Tom Petty's top five. Uh, but I would be interested to see if Tom Petty makes number two if he didn't pass away. Oh, if, you think this is all romanticism about Tom Petty now that he's dead, and uh, that that maybe that pushed him up on the list. But I mean, to me, I could I could listen to Tom Petty every day and never get sick of it. No, I, 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 he's got his own channel on Sirius, and I say. Rightfully so. Rightfully so is the Avo Legato cigar. This cigar has held up. This cigar, as I said, taking that that hour and a half to two hours to smoke, $15 a stick in my humidor, and the Bumbu Rum, B-U-M-B-U, find it for $37 a bottle, according to Drizzly, who would be a great sponsor of the Eat, Drink, Smoke radio show. Sweet, that banana, that, that vanilla. You gotta try it. At the very least, you got to try it. I just don't know if you're going to be able to do more than one. Don't forget to go to eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Get everything and subscribe to the podcast or follow it like it. It's free. Get that done. Make that happen today. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke.